Social emotional learning, it's the new way. Where culturally responsive meets innovation. Hey, Dominators, my name is Kristen Hopkins, CEO and founder of Dangers of the Mind, a company that identifies the attacks against your everyday thought life that shifts major progress. I'm a social emotional learning expert, curriculum developer, and social entrepreneur who believes in the holistic development of youth and young adults through culturally responsive and culturally affirming resources. Welcome to Dangers of the Mind. Hey guys, and welcome back to another Dangers of the Mind episode. I wanted to start by telling you a story today of when I first recognized race. The moment when I realized race is when I realized that I was viewed differently than my classmates because of the color of my skin. I had three close friends during my elementary school years. One was Nikki. She was a black girl. The other one was Katie. She was a white girl. And then there was Melissa. She was a Puerto Rican girl. We would all line up for our parents to pick us up after school. This was around October when our teacher, and for privacy reasons, we're going to call her Miss Satterfield. She was still getting to know us. She was a white woman in her 30s and seemed like she had been teaching for a couple years. So she walked up to me. We were all in line waiting for our parents to pick us up or waiting for the bus. And she looked at me. She said, Kristen, your mother will be here in a few minutes. She walked to Nikki and said the same exact thing. Your mother should be here in a few minutes. And the same thing to Melissa. Your mother should be here in a few minutes. But when she got to Katie, her tone changed and said, your parents will be here soon and patted Katie on the back. Now, I grew up in a single parent home until I was about eight years old. when My mother got remarried. But my mother was a very private woman and she never wanted to make it seem like me or my sister had less than because we didn't have a pro- father present in our lives. She never communicated this information with Miss Satterfield either. Now my best friend Nikki had two parents in the household and so did Melissa. That day made me feel like something wasn't right. But of course, it was just an observation. An observation that happened many more times after that. I started opening my eyes to see it. I was too young to understand the concept of prejudice, but I knew Miss Satterfield saw me, Nikki, and Melissa different than Katie, a child of her own race. And I knew Miss Satterfield assumed that Nikki and Melissa didn't have fathers in her life because Katie's mother would pick her up every day, just like our mothers. This was just the beginning of understanding that life would be different as an African-American woman. I would always have to speak up for myself based off assumptions. I would always have to work harder than others and prove that I was deserving of everything. I would always have to remind myself of my power and affirm myself, and I could not depend on others to do it for me. When I think back on the innocence that was robbed from my thoughts to feel like I had to put a guard up or always defend myself, it was a hard pill to swallow. To think of African-American children that may be experiencing the same thing at a young age in these very moments that shape our reality as we learn how to navigate and protect ourselves and our feelings in this society. For me, When I got older, this became my personal responsibility to myself because I saw the unconscious bias and it wasn't just Miss Satterfield's fault. This was probably deeply embedded in her social constructs, but it was her responsibility to become self-aware and unpack her backpack of biases and do the work to know what they truly were. Are you an educator, parent, young professional, or community leader? Well, our Black SEL Summit is for you. Black SEL is a summit that looks to reach, teach, and build a system of strong Black leaders that understand the importance of social and emotional learning and ways to expose and sustain SEL in Black communities. 
Black SEL will highlight and elevate the educators and voices of African-American people in the social and emotional learning field. We are looking to create healthy dialogue around policy and ways to expose social emotional learning to surrounding communities and its key stakeholders. Social and emotional learning will not be a trend in the Black communities, but yet we will make this a sustainable tool to advance and heal us one community at a time. This summit will take place on September 30th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. right in Durham, North Carolina, and then our awards banquet starting at 7 p.m. Early bird tickets are on sale right now for only $150. Grab them now before it's too late. Proceeds generated for ticket sales will help build the capacity of the Dangers of My Education Fund. For more information, click the link in the show notes or go to blacksel.org to learn all about our conference and see the full itinerary there. We can't wait to see you. It is all of our jobs, whether we are white, black, Asian, it's our job. We all have biases until we know them, we will continue to lack in our social awareness skills. Growing up, one thing I needed from educators was to celebrate me. And when I say this, I mean celebrate my culture. I don't remember a Black History Month poster in my elementary school or even talks of it. Not until I was in high school going into college did I truly recognize this month. I'm still learning my history and the leaders that have paved the way for us. I believe one way that all educators can affirm Black students is by celebrating African-American holidays, and that's what today's topic is all about. Rich customs and beliefs fill African-American holidays and traditions. Within the African culture lies a spirit of passion and pride like none other. From celebrating freedom to raising awareness of what freedom means, African-American holidays and traditions are a significant aspect of American history. Here are some African-American holidays that can be celebrated in schools. Did y'all know that February 13th is Black Love Day? It is the third national observed African-American holiday of atonement, reconciliation, celebration, and 24-hour demonstration of Black love, showing five tenets specifically towards the creator, for self, for the family, within the Black community, and for the Black race. Black Love Day was founded by Naya Akoma on February 13th in 1993 and as an alternative to Valentine's Day. This nationally commemorated African-American holiday has the spiritual goals of encouraging Black self-love instead of self-hatred, increasing peace to stop violence, and facilitating racial healing. Listen, y'all, if this was something that was celebrated in schools, it would be absolutely amazing. I wish that this was celebrated when I was in school. I just found out about this holiday. I would celebrate it more now. I feel like I want to be committed to celebrating this holiday more because it is beautiful. So shout out to Naya for thinking about this and thinking about Black people around the world and encouraging them to spread Black love. And also shout out to my good friend, Brandon Frame, who created the Black Man Can and Falling Black in Love. Check out the hashtag pound Falling Black in Love to see all the Black love stories around the world. Second up, we're going to talk about the African country's Independence Day. Various African countries have Independence Day celebrations. With a quick Google search, you can find out more information about these important days. We know our brothers and sisters on the continent are not completely free, and but it's still important for us to acknowledge the courage of ancestors to physically overthrow longstanding European oppression. How amazing is that? I did not know that there were African countries that were celebrating Independence Day. The next one that I found is the Shiki Fridays. 
started by the Black Running Organization of Baltimore. The Shiki Fridays encourages Black people to wear authentic dashikis and engage in social activities that support Black-owned businesses, y'all. Dashiki Fridays can be celebrated every Friday of the year, and participants are encouraged to use the hashtag Dashiki Friday when posting pictures on social media. Imagine something like that in school, encouraging Black students to wear dashikis or even figure out how to where to buy them or make them. That would be amazing. And I wish that I had something like that growing up. It seemed like it was always uh, looked upon or looked down on, you know, when we would wear different clothes in school, even down to the point where we always looked at African people different than African-Americans and we were all one. But even by the language that they spoke, by the way that they dressed, and that was self-hatred amongst our own people. And it's really important that we as African-American students, children, adults, understand the importance of our heritage, our roots, and be able to be proud of these things. And of course, we have Juneteenth, the oldest national celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. Juneteenth National Independence Day is the first new federal holiday since Martin Luther King Jr. Day in 1983. Shout out to Joe Biden for that. I really appreciate you making that a national holiday. And we have to make sure that this is represented in our schools, celebrated with our children, and talked about because it is very important to the parts of our African-American history. Next, we have, of course, Black History Month. Now, y'all know I said, I wish I would have saw a poster in elementary school. I wish I would have saw something and or talked about Black History Month because I never felt celebrated. Black History Month or National African-American History Month is an annual celebration of achievements by Black Americans in a time for recognizing the central role of African-Americans in the U.S. history. The event grew out of Negro History Week, the brainchild of noted historian Carter G. Woodson and other prominent African-Americans. And since 1976, every U.S. president has officially designated the month of February as Black History Month. Other countries around the world, including Canada and the United Kingdom, also devote a month to celebrate Black history. So what we need to do in schools is make sure that we show up for our kids and celebrate Black History Month. And last but not least, our pioneer, our true leader, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Of course, it is an American federal holiday marking the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. It is observed on the third Monday of January every year, which is around King's birthday, January 15th. Now, listen, yes, we all know about Martin Luther King. He's one of the most famous and popular African-American leaders of our day. But what I will say is that there are so many other people that helped Martin Luther King along the way that we need to learn about, we need to study with our children, we need to talk about. So here are five ways that you can help as an educator celebrate these holidays in your schools. Number one, add them to your morning announcements. So for instance, if it's Black History Month, Some schools have TVs that kids can watch on the morning announcements. Have students be a part where they can share a poem, a rap, a song about the holiday with the school. You can also create decals that can go on the wall or the floors celebrating these holidays so that they are visible to other students to learn. This is what we do with our resilient package and our posters. They're culturally affirming social and emotional posters that kids are seeing as they walk into school. They're also seeing decals on the floor that are culturally affirming them to tell them that you know your value, you know who you are, and just allowing them to 
feel the power of who they are through these posters and through these decals. Make sure that these kids see and know their worth every day. Remind them because you don't know what environments they come from. You don't know what toxic places that they you know, may be around or who might be influencing their life. And if we can be the people that change the atmosphere for them, if we can be the people that allow them to see beyond, let's do that by celebrating these holidays. Another way you can celebrate African-American holidays is by incorporating it in a core subject. Simply by having a conversation about something that reflects the subject. For example, let's take a mathematics class. If you're celebrating Black History Month, for the first 10 minutes of class, say a fact. In 1925, Elbert Frank Cox was the first Black man to earn a PhD in mathematics, y'all. Not only in the United States, but in the entire world. Let me say this again, because I'm going to brag on Albert real quick. In 1925, let's talk about the time that he was in, right? Albert Frank Cox was the first black man to earn a PhD in mathematics and not just in the US, but in the entire world. That is a huge accomplishment. You know how many black children are struggling with math? You know how many black children do not like math? If they knew that a black man was the first black man to earn a PhD in mathematics in the entire world, And then after receiving this honor, Cox became a professor of mathematics at Howard University in Washington, D.C., and eventually became chairman of the mathematics department in 1955. That is amazing. And he went on to do great things in the field of mathematics. Some ideas for celebrating these famous African-American mathematicians is by focusing on a different individual each day. There are so many Black mathematicians assigning individuals for a famous African-American mathematician research assignment or by simply sharing this article on your classroom's bulletin board. And while you can share this list with your students and admire the accomplishments of all these incredible mathematicians any time of the year, the month of February provides a focused opportunity to provide your students with deeper historical context and make connections between the past, the present, and the future. Other ways you can celebrate is by creating a book of Black student stories that can be shared on a blog page about their history even encouraging Black students to ask their parents intentional questions about a family tree so that they can present to the class. Now, when I was growing up, I didn't know anything about my family tree. Not until I was 25 years old did I start asking questions because my grandmother was very fair-skinned. She had gray hair all the way down to her buttocks, and it was beautiful. And so I never really understood why her hair was the way it was, why my cousins were, you know, looked a certain like lighter skin, you know, as myself, you know, I never knew that. Some of my cousins on my grandmother's side and some of my uncles, you know, they have a light hair and green eyes and blue eyes. And I never understood that until I started researching our family history and found out that my great grandmother was raped by a white man in during slavery times. So it made a lot of sense. You know, those are the things that we find out when we ask intentional questions. If you charge a black child to go home and ask these questions, because nine times out of 10, these questions aren't being asked in the home. They're not being talked about. And so if a project makes it intentional for a child to sit down at the dinner table or to converse with their parents to understand their history, this is a huge part of self-reflection and it could bring together a family like never before. I mean, through 
conversations about who they are, understanding their identity, understanding why they are the way they are, understanding their unique talents, gifts, and abilities. This can really shape a family just off these intentional questions. Encouraging the class to share one thing they love about their Black peers is also a great way to affirm students, to celebrate them, and to understand the perspectives of what they love about a Black child. Again, I wish I had this growing up because these tools, these affirmations, this can all have enhanced the power and the value that I see within myself and the value that I see within other Black people around me. And so now I chose to commit to myself to doing this daily, affirming myself in the mirror. I chose to, you know, make sure that I speak affirmations to my friends and to my family. Um, we also have our 30-day affirmation challenge where we get up at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. in the morning and we affirm ourselves with students and teachers and staff and people that are going into the building. And this has changed the game for me because I wish I had that growing up. And so I created something like that for students to have. This 30-day affirmation challenge is game changer, y'all. We're waking up at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. in the morning. You can definitely check it out at dangersofmind.com. The link is in the show notes and you won't regret it. So make sure you sign up for this 30-day affirmation challenge. It will change your life mentally and your child's life, your children, your family, your staff, you know, share with a staff member, share with a colleague, and it will just be something that motivates you in the morning and affirms you along with your students. So the list that I just shared is very doable and you can really help a Black student's confidence and academic achievement. And just by being able to affirm them of who they are, this shows them why it's important to celebrate their culture because of those who came before them. I know if I had these affirmations and reminders of how brilliant my race was by others outside my home, such as educators, this would have enhanced my Black student experience and my identity would have never been questioned. This wraps up another Dangers of the Mind episode. Check the show notes for a free downloadable that is easy reference for the things that I just mentioned. Make sure you rate the show, subscribe, and I'll see you next time. As always, keep dominating. This message is brought to you by the Black Student Experience. The current education system is dominated by political narratives that devalue the very people that our schools are supposed to serve. Students, teachers, administrators, and staff are left underpaid and undersupported while scapegoated for the systemic problems facing these institutions. More specifically, this manifests in our youth today, disproportionately black and other marginalized identities being suspended and over-disciplined, teachers burning out and left without the tools to even manage a classroom. The Black Student Experience is a safe space to develop Black students' social and emotional skills while hearing their voices, their true voices, on what lived civics looks like from their perspective. Join us for our Black Student Experience event as we build community and listen to the social and emotional needs of our Black youth. Click the details in the show notes for more.